everyone, and welcome back to the world of the dreaming already. You got me, Endless Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And you got me. I'm only four episodes in, Stillberg. What? You didn't get the rest of the way through it? <laughs> I did not. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get your early opinion. And luckily, I got a lot of new stuff. So, um, well, this is awkward. Ellie, me and you have to vaguely talk about the bonus episode we got <laughs> to not spoil it for Berg. But before we get into that today, I've got I've got a few bones to pick. I've got a few things that we want that, that we should talk about. So I guess this is more of a news episode per se. So I, I'm gonna throw this out there. Is right now a terrifying time within the world of the town or city or whatever the principality that we live in? Yes, because yes, it's very terrifying. Yes, because <laughs> it's moving time for the local college. And, and and the county fair and the city decided to do every roadwork project imaginable at the exact same time during that week. No, they didn't do one. There's one over where near where um we live that is threatening to interrupt my biking lane for when I go biking for exercise. And because they have the signs up, but they haven't torn them down to show exactly where they're doing roadwork yet. They'll do that once school starts, so it completely <laughs> yes. interrupts the bus. Mm-hmm. The bus routes, so I'm oh, excited yeah. for that. The reason I wanted to bring this up, though, is because I I went to Target, not sponsored, um, the other day. By mistake, I was like, why is the parking lot so full? And I'm like, oh, God, as I started to walk in and realize the horror that I was going into. Needless to say, I was wearing a Metallica shirt, and um, I was walking in, and I had some punk uh, college student go, excuse me. I was like, what? And he goes... Can you even name three characters from Stranger Things? I thought not. You're not a true fan. That's my everyone's on the border with Metallica right now joke. And I'm not saying that that's original. All right. With that being said, Eric, have you seen Dragon Ball Super Superhero? I have not, but I hear it's number one at the box office this weekend. Shocker. Slow week at the box office or good movie? Well, as Maybe always, both. <laughs> as, as always on Zingness, we are going to turn to tomatoes for this. Ellie, no looking. Um, I'm not even going to participate in this one. Well, what do you think the tomatoes for this are? Do, do, do you think I have this... no idea. I don't do Dragon Ball Z, remember? Well, obviously you have not been playing Fortnite recently either. So nope. I specifically didn't look this up because I wanted to look it up. And I said, nope, I bet Zinger's going to ask me about this. So I'm going to not look at Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So since Ellie is refusing to participate in this part of the program, Eric, where do you think those, how fresh are those tomatoes? Huh. I am gonna say seventy-four percent. You are wrong, sir. Ninety-two for wow. critics, thirty-six reviews, and of course the audience score of ninety-four. That's Over- awesome. I wanted to go a little bit low because I didn't. I was really like, I'm not sure where a Dragon Ball movie is gonna go, but I'm. That's awesome. Well, here's my thing. This okay when the when the Broly movie came out. Like, me and you, theater, front yeah. row, let's do this. This, I have been like, I'm not excited about this. No, this not at all. It doesn't look Dang. like something 
I'd be into at all. I just don't like the premise. It just seems silly. The animation looks like cutscenes from like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or um or like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Like it it looks like the animation looks really weird. Yeah. But apparently we are wrong. Like now I'm like, huh, because a lot of the stuff that's been coming in has been very positive which i'm like weird that's great yeah no i that now that you told me that those are the scores that that's awesome i'm very excited to see this movie now now as a contrary to that as the as the flip to this flop um the dragon ball super broly 82 percent certified fresh 92 percent audience score and if we go back, this is currently the highest rated Dragon Ball with Resurrection F and Battle of Gods being included. Wow. Also, of course, Dragon Ball Evolution, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I I mean, uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel awkward now because I'm like, I feel like I need to go see this. Even though everything I saw for this, I was like, meh, meh. Oh. And I'm like, maybe I'm just wrong on this. Uh, now, on that note, for other things people might have been wrong on, and apparently what Eric might have watched, pro- as opposed to watching Sandman, which you should have watched, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Did you check it out, Eric? Did. You did. Ellie, you are still way far behind. Yeah, I didn't check it out. But, uh? according to our um, teenage daughter... She did watch it? She did not, but she said it was all the rage for the volleyball team. Like, a lot of the girls on the team watch it, and they love it. Awesome. So, with one episode out, we're going to... Eric, did you look at the tomatoes for this? I did not look at the tomatoes for this. Ellie, did you look at the tomatoes for this? No. All right. So, let's play What's That Tomato? Ellie, since you refuse to, to input... We will allow you to have a moment now. One episode. You got one episode. Based off what? of the first episode. One episode based off of the trail. Also, you only have the trailers to go off of, of the amazing CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think me and Eric will have an opinion on that shortly. Yes. I'm going to say... Oh, God. I'm really bad at this stuff. I'm going to say... 84 critic, 91 audience. All right. I, I like how you put both in there. Eric. Up the game and do both. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... I'm going to actually do a flip of LA. I'm going to say like 90 critic and like 80 audience. All right. 87% critic. 63% audience oh, score at the moment. Okay. Um, which is surprising. I I I've watched the watched the first episode. I was like, oh man, I probably should watch this because it would be a nice little thing to add on with our um uh, grab bag of topics today. And they improved the um they de- in my opinion, they improved the um look of it vastly. Also, I was watching something that pointed something out. They, they were saying how if they were doing Mark Ruffalo with, you know, the no flaws and everything, like he has stubble and all that stuff and wrinkles and whatnot <clears> on him, <throat> that that's why that looks more human. But, of course, for a female, they want to have you, you know, flawless. 
that's why they said a lot okay. that's really hard to do because of that there there's no imperfections on She-Hulk. Yeah. So with that being said, I think in the actual show it improved vastly over what we oh, got in those earlier things. I far like I went in kind of going like, you know what? I know the CGI is not going to be that great, but I'm just going to try and because you know how I've complained about that on things and it's going to probably come up later when, when you ask me about a certain show I haven't finished yet. But I, I thought that it very much vastly improved from those trailers. Like, yeah, there were some times where it was a little like kind of annoying and annoying at me, but I was never, I, but, but usually the, the thought was, wow, that actually, like when it was the things from the trailer, I was like, wow, that actually looks better than I remember it looking in the trailer, so good kudos to them to for getting that back up, the quality. Uh, also, I disagree with the audience score on this drastically. I think this, from, yeah. from the first episode, I think this is really good. Um, I have seen a lot of people, and this actually, ironically enough, Ellie not prompted with this, but pointing this out, um, it's very female empowering and very... Uh, female positive i mean of course it should be because it's a female based show but at the same yeah. time it apparently is like very much the female experience in okay. certain oh. things too so uh, i like that also the fourth wall breaks which is this vague like how is that working things i've heard a theory that yeah i've heard in the comics she does yes she did it before deadpool and, yeah, and, and I remember, like, there was that scene where, she, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but she looks, and there's another character who kind of looks at her, and it's sort of like, is he looking at her because he's annoyed she's breaking the fourth wall? Or they look, or is this character like, what are you doing? Like, I, but I, but I, but it's just subtle enough that I think it kind of, it adds to the, the comedic effect of the show. It, it does, because she even was wondering, like, why she said that, too. Mm -hmm. um, my, the, the theory I heard, and the one I want to go with is that... It's while Bruce has the other guy and she's just She-Hulk. She doesn't have that other persona. The other persona is like awareness of the audience. That's the other, like that, that was what she got from the Hulk powers was realizing that she's in a show sort of thing. But it's, it's also, it, it's weird because when you have characters like that interacting with characters that don't, it's kind of like, where does the line go? But we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, so far they've been beneficial little, like, side note, like, word bubbles, in my opinion, to, to the yeah. side. Or also exposition dumps, which work. Whereas Deadpools are jokes on jokes on jokes, which is still good. But I'm excited that they kept that from her original run because that was something that everyone, everyone's like, Deadpool breaks the fourth, fourth wall. And everyone's like, eh, well, She-Hulk did it in a very oh, amazing way. Yeah. Amazing would it be if this is how, that's like the big shocker, this is how they introduced Deadpool into the MCU. I would love that. I'm very excited to see how that does happen. But like I said, first episode of the show, great. Also answers our burning question. Ellie, do you want to know the burning question that you don't know that you want to know yourself? Yeah. Is Steve Rogers a virgin? Oh. There is ample <laughs> amounts of discussion in Good. this episode with factual, like, them throwing out stuff. Like, That's not even a question I ever thought to myself. So. But, okay, what do you think the answer is? I have no idea. I, it's not really something I would even want to discuss. I don't know. what. Why does it matter? 
confused. Because because having America's ass go to waste is is wow. just is just something that that we cannot have. Apparently, a lot of people are bored with their lives. <laughs> like, like I said, it's a huge background. Like I okay. guess if there's an A, B, and C story, this is like an F story. Okay. Line, but one that you want to know the answer to, and you do get a definitive answer. Do does everyone want to know the answer to that? Well, no. we get it. And so, anyways, needless to say, I'm excited to see more of this show. And especially since we're going to get Daredevil at some point in it. Possibly. Maybe. Definitely. So, uh, Eric, any, any more thoughts on this? I'm I'm very excited to see more. I was thinking about the three MCU shows from this year. Moon Knight, and then uh, Miss Marvel, and then this. And I'm like, you know, Moon Knight was so disconnected with just a very few direct mcu references it was very much its own thing which we know is going to connect more later on but right now it's very distinct ms marvel was very like there were lots of mcu references but it still felt like it was its own side thing referencing the mcu this feels very mcu connected and i think it's because um bruce banner slash hulk plays a, such a big role in this first episode and there was so many other references to things directly and characters and events that I really think that this, I like how we've had three different things. They're all set in the same universe, but the, the way that they're connected, uh, I've enjoyed it. And I'm kind of glad this one is really like MCU immersed. Same. I, I'm actually excited to see more from this. This was a series I was kind of like up in the air about. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm on board. Uh, Moon Knight was one that I kind of just watched just to keep up to date. Uh, I still have not checked out Ms. Marvel, so whoops. But this one's one I need to, de I'm, I'm definitely on board and want to see more from. So with that being said, uh, let's move over to the, but before we get to the other Warner Brothers DC property we talk about, we're going to go to the other Warner Brothers DC property that is in a huge, I, do I want to say dumpster fire? I don't think it's a dumpster fire yet. Or maybe it has been, and they're, they're finally trying to pull whatever they can out of it to save it. So, with the recent merger of, uh, what is it, HBO and Discovery or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there's been some, I guess, casualties, to say the least. <laughs> and some questionable decision-making this, this quickly into it. Aside from them, I think, um, obliterating, like, I think it's like... 400 episodes of Sesame Street or something like that off of HBO Max, yep. which which I'm like, oh, I didn't know I cared about that, but somehow I do. <laughs> um, there's there's that. I'm sure with his constant um, infighting with the his own network, um, Birdface, Hawkman, Last Week Tonight host, John Oliver, I, I don't think he's going to be on the chopping block, but man... He's too, I, I would be shocked John Oliver was yeah. on the chopping block. And if it's, I, I mean, I, I don't watch him live on HBO because he puts all of his shows for free on YouTube the next day. And it's usually one of my watch in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee and getting mm. things ready for the workday thing. But I, I think if, I think there'd be, that's when there'd be a huge outcry and immediately he would be snatched up by someone else because oh, yeah. I know that he's very popular. He, he is. And, and it's like he, the, the, that writing team and everything does such a fantastic job with, with what they do, but like I said, he's been one to punch up at the network. So who knows how Discovery will respond to that, True. to that stuff. So who knows? But uh, another, I, I did not know that Batgirl was this far along. That it was like yeah. filmed, done, basically was in 
post-production. Like, I didn't know it was that far along. But then again, I guess we'll never know how far along it is now. Do you honestly think that that's never going to be, like, bought by somebody and released somewhere else? I think I think it's going to be released. I think it's, this is kind of a New Coke situation where... Because the whole, you know, with the whole thing with New Coke when it was released was there's this conspiracy theory that they were doing it because Coke sales were low and people demanded the new one back. Because once they brought back Coca-Cola Classic, sales shot through the roof. I feel like DC, the DCEU is in such a bad place, personally. They're going to do this to try and get fan demand and then yep. they want to finally release and be like you know what we're doing it they're gonna they might wait a few years but they're gonna be like it's the long lost dc movie that yeah. you never thought you'd see the light of day here it is and even if it's just streaming only which I, wasn't this a, this supposed to be theatrical or just hbo max i have no clue i, I thought it was feel just like i read it was only supposed to be max. hbo max but, yeah that's what uh, i thought but too. He, i could see it being one of those things where it's like because it makes you think like how bad them to release some of the things they have how bad did the quality of this have to be for them to this far in, into the development, I mean, basically being done, to say we're not going to ever air this or show this, it's never going to see the light of day. How bad did it have to be, or was it really that bad and they just wanted to try and drum up some interest? Well, I mean, we all can remember the Snyder Cut exists now, which who knows <laughs> what, what where, where that was in development or whatever. I completely agree with Eric. I think this is just a publicity stunt that they're just trying to drum up some drama and and then go here it is so yeah i agree i don't think it's well, forever lost i think in my personal opinion it's vaguely related to the next thing i want to bring up the flash movie because that's been in development i feel for ever uh mm-hmm. also uh i i don't know how i want to word this because as ezra miller's come out as like that it made that that they need help and everything but at the same time, it's like now is when you're doing. The uh, actor does not have a good off-screen existence. I want to say because like just cannot stay out of like just constantly being in the public eye in the wrong manner. And so what I've heard is DC had three options: uh, continue with the movie. Without him being part of like the the any any of the any of the stuff like no 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 none of the promotion none of that stuff and then recast completely scrap the movie or try to get or have him involved and kind of see see what see where the dust lies this and I'm like does, why is this Flash movie so important because I've heard that it has Flashpoint elements to it and that's supposed to reset where the DCEU is. Which, at this point, it's like, I, I don't know if I want you guys to scrap that because we have elements that I want to keep. Which is weird because that's what the original Flashpoint in the comics did. They kept certain elements, but reset other stuff. So, I I, I don't know. This is just confusing thing how they have like an almost complete movie that people were excited about. And, I mean, if you gave me an option of Ezra Miller Flash movie or... Batgirl with Michael Keaton returning as Batman, which would you be more excited about? Eric? Uh, Batgirl with Keaton returning a million times over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's like that's that's something I'd be more excited about. So I, I think this is them trying to see if they can get this Flash movie out because I guess it's some crux to what they're doing or whatever. We still have 
we still have the second Shazam movie coming out, which is technically still part of this universe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Black Adam, which is still part of this currently existing universe. It's it's one of those things. It's like, what are you trying to do here, DC? Because you definitely fumbled a lot getting into this. So, I mean, I I want good movies from DC or good content from DC. There's amazing stories to tell. So get on it. (laughs) And my thing is, does it need to be a giant interconnected universe like MCU? No, it does not because, I mean, while that is cool, it was earned. It's something that was established. For example, if you release She-Hulk without everything else involved in it, it wouldn't have made sense. It's, they're, they're putting the cart before the horse, if I may use a euphemism here with that. And I think that they, maybe this whole Discovery merger might be good for them in the end. Who knows? But um, with that, there is another rumor going around about a the, 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 the next season of Loki. Eric's hands down favorite mcu property (laughs) (laughs) so with the second season of course we're probably gonna get a lot more variant stuff like that uh rumors that chris hemsworth will appear as a thor variant so yay on that but another rumor that henry cavill will make his mcu debut as hyperion who's basically from a marvel universe where they basically have knockoffs of dc characters so it's just marvel's superman that's not the other marvel superman that we've already been introduced to so so amazing that would be so it, amazing if we pulled that off the it, biggest one just another middle finger for, yes. for marvel to dc it, i and, and i'd be excited about that because it would be really cool and it'd be really like a meta moment for the for like people because not only do you have someone from the dc coming in they're coming into play like they're other world counterpart which kind of i guess goes with when they had brendan roth in the um whatever it's called the arrowverse yeah. coming at b superman as well as he was his also his other character of adam as well i hope that they make a, a, a reference to um henry cavill having a clean shaven face too. oh yeah perfectly <laughs> no they gotta make a mustache <laughs> or or they make hyperion actually have a mustache just, just just have a mustache never has never had it before but we'll have it for this one moment be perfect it and like i said i say one of the superman like placeholders because like i said there's other ones that exist in the marvel universe that are basically like centuries kind of a superman counterpart thing but this this one if i remember correctly the university comes from is basically straight up like everything's a ripoff of a dc character legally different enough though so anything else you you want to point out ellie or that that you're excited about for that because i mean just bring on more henry cavill and anything and i'm happy i thought so yes so bond is what what is going on with that? I, I I haven't kept up with it in a while, but it was between it was going back and forth between him and Elvis. Idris Elba. Yeah, sorry. Yes. God, that'd be awesome. I mean, I'm okay with either yeah. one, to be honest. I don't care because um, I uh, love him okay, too. The next movie. The next movie is about them both vying for the title of James Bond. I love it. God, I love it. <laughs> I, I was about to say, per- perfect pitch, Eric. Perfect pitch. Um, also, uh, I did watch the Sonic 2 movie, finally. Yeah. 
And you watched uh, it with us. I did. I did. I watched it with the family and everything. Because I just kind of was like, oh, you guys are watching this. I sat down and I enjoyed it. Yes. But um, it's cute. Getting ads out and able to watch streaming. Yeah, it's, it is. It's on Paramount. Yes, it's on Paramount. So if you have Paramount not sponsored, uh, you can definitely check that out. Excellent. Yeah, egg, egg, eggs, excellent. God dang, that was awful. Uh, I, I, I loved it. Definitely was great. And if Idris Elba claims that he was not trying to be sexy doing the voice of Knuckles, he was lying. <laughs> it was so fun. It, I it, loved it. It's one of those things where if you told me beforehand he was oh going to be the voice gosh. of Knuckles, I would have been like, I don't understand how this is going to work. But once I saw it, I'm like, perfect. Mwah. Oh, it Amazingly was it done. was very fun. It was a nice little family treat. I enjoyed it. The kids enjoyed it. So. Jim Carrey on point. He's crazy. He was great. Yes. Like it's like in the first one, he was crazy. It, it they he went into the craziness, and I I mean now he's got the mustache. So once again, we have officially a Sonic three coming out uh, two years from now because they did announce the date, and it's sometime in December, I think, twenty twenty four. So we are going to get officially a third one. So if we can just get him as like in that in, in a suit, because they do have a nice little. If you're paying attention, you do see a version of him in the background <laughs> for like costumes of him in the egg like Eggman looking suit. So if we can get that as the finale. But he's of course said he's retired. <laughs> I, th- I think that would be perfect. But I, I'm, I'm not going to get into what what could be because of the after credits reveal too. So. With that being said, I, I, I like Eric's idea. I was going to have a better opinion on this, but you know what, Eric, once again, bravo for, for stepping up to the plate and knocking it out of the park with with them both vying for it. So Yes. On that note, we're going to move to another Warner Brothers DC property on Netflix, though. So, Eric, I guess, what's your opinion? So, so, so you are on episode, you are about to watch episode five, 24/7. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So <laughs> So you're you're basically almost through the first arc of this show. What is your opinion of Sandman so far? So far, I I'm liking it. And it hasn't been through desire to not watch it. I've just been I started watching it. You let me know you were doing the episode. I was already like really busy and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through 10 episodes between now and, and Sunday. 11 so, episodes now. Sorry. Early oh. now 11 episodes. <laughs> and right. I, will, so, I will reference that as soon as Eric's done. And then this week, this whole week has just been nuts as well. And I just haven't had much of a chance to sit down for, for more than a few minutes here or there or been able to do it. But uh, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, I'm very intrigued where the story's going. It's got me excited to even read. Um, the comic even more um, my thing and I mentioned this earlier my thing with the, the the special effects I you know how I am I bitch and complain about special effects sometimes I think they've been really good sometimes I've been like wow that's super cheesy very bad CG looking um, but it hasn't been enough to make me go I hate this and I don't want to watch it I'm very I am very intrigued to watch more and actually I don't have much planned for it this afternoon, so I might try and get a couple episodes in today. But I'm I'm very intrigued and I'm very excited to, to see more. And um, there was there was a character I was thinking of that I specifically was like I wanted to bring that up, and I'm blanking on who it was. But I think it might just be more because of Joanna the, Constantine. Um, Corinthian. Um, Corinthian. Oh, you know what? No, but I I really liked uh, I liked I liked the episode in Hell. I liked I liked the portrayal yeah. of that level. And uh, I thought that was I thought that was really cool, and 
yeah, no, I'm very excited to see more. So I will try and catch up. And as soon as I am fully caught up with the now 11 episodes, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give some further thoughts on it. But, uh, but yes, I'm, I'm excited to continue on. Okay, so a few things real quick. One, during last week's episode, I did have the fun fact in my head of I had read or saw somewhere that Netflix deal with them for the first season was 10 episodes plus one. And it was this weird thing because I was like wondering why they did a plus one. I'm like, is this to guarantee them a second season where like if Netflix is like, hey, we can't we're, we're not going to renew it. They're like, well, we technically have a contract. This is one more episode. So you got to give us that. Like, I didn't know what they meant by that. So do you know now? I do know now. OK, I do know now because it's obvious now because the episode's been released. So it makes more sense now. So where it stopped, I was like, I don't under, I mean, the, the point it stops at in the comics, it's a transition time because like, and the last transition one we got is, and I'm not trying to spoil this for Eric, but, um, but the sound of her wings episode six is a transition between two arcs. Oh God, Eric, that, that episode is amazing. Now, while a, a hope in hell is one of my favorite points in the comics, my favorite part of the show so far is definitely the sound of her wings. Yes. So, Eric, strap in for that. Um, well. So, I I was just wondering why. I was, like, up in the air. And then when they released it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this makes perfect sense why they did this. It's And it's funny because I was sitting there. I was uploading our episode last week with us and Scott Galeski talking about the show and everything. Having a debate over one of the CG things <laughs> that you pointed out again. Eric hasn't seen it yet, but I will have a definitive whether it's I good or bad. I can't wait to see what Eric thinks. He's probably not even going to register it as, as a thing. That's going to be the best part. He's going to be like, you guys really have an issue with that? Um, All right, whatever. And if you don't listen to the episode, so don't, because it's a lot of spoilers, obviously. Um, Scott and I were in agreement against Zinger. Ah, but yes, I feel I'm still in the right. So, it, so either Eric will be fully against me or he will side with me and we will have a tie, which can only be broken according to Zingness lore by Phil Rude. Um, sorry. Um, no one can break the tie if Scott is involved. He clearly would be the winner. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, with what as as this episode was uploading, I was sitting there and I was on Twitter and everything, and I saw like Netflix Sandman posted like a ton of cat emoji, like a ton of little cats, 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 <laughs> and I was like. What? And then Neil and then Neil, Neil Gamer responded with like, oh, this is interesting or some very poignant thing. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then I checked Netflix and of course it said new episode available. And I'm like, what? So of course we released a Zygnus episode discussing Sandman minus, of course, the recently released double two. Technically it's one episode, but it's two stories. Yeah. And um, I guess Ellie... Your opinion on the 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 two episodes, even though it's kind of there's not really spoilers with it, unless we get really into Cal- Cal- I mean not Calliope Calypso, kind of has some spoilers related. To- I mean, you get some more uh, for for someone that I, I mean, I'm sure that's in the comics. Um, that is that background in the comics without saying what it is. Do they touch on that? Or is oh this... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So it's, that's what I'm saying. Everything so... for both of those is very closely knit to the okay. comic. It's not something where they're going a little bit more out there. Okay, like, that's what I was for... wondering because I don't know when it's gonna like kind of veer off. I don't think it's going to. Okay. I think it's gonna stick vaguely close. Okay. So far. So, um, 
me being nothing, knowing nothing from the comics, um, I liked getting a little bit more um, backstory to to Dream. Mm-hmm. So I liked in, that. In the Calypso episode. Yeah, yes, I, I liked that. I thought that was fun. I keep wanting to say Calliope, and I know that that's incorrect. Um, I absolutely loved the cat part, though. Okay, so the cat part's done in, like, rotoscope-esque. Yeah, it was and so cool. I am going to say this right now. Thank you so much for not showing a human face. Oh, it was in awesome. that Because I was like, one... It did a good job of focusing on the animals. Yes. But and I know Eric is completely lost right now and it's fantastic. But two, <laughs> it's one of those things <laughs> I feel like cats? What the heck? <laughs> I feel like it's something to where if they had shown a human face in it, it just would have been someone would be like, Oh man, this has terrible it it because what what breaks people most time with, with good or bad CG is a human face, as we've already discussed earlier with right. She-Hulk, and I think that them completely leaving that out of the equation benefited this episode because they are not the focus of it. So, here's the thing. That's one thing I love about Neil Gaiman stuff Mm -hmm. is that it's so weird and it, but it, it's a, a right kind of weird. Like if you were to watch, you know, for people that have maybe like you, Eric, where you've only watched a few episodes you're like, yeah. how the heck does this even relate? But it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so refreshing to me to have a show do this and not be afraid that it's going to um, it's gonna upset the audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean that's the way the comic went. It was just this meandering story that yeah. had like you're like, how does this relate back to, to to Dream or more? And it's like, it they, they all eventually get there, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I absolutely was just watching that, and I was enjoying it, and it was it was beautiful, and it was sad, and it, it just... It was awesome, and then when it breaks into, back into the, like, real world, so to speak, like the, the normal, I guess, media... Um, I was just equally enthralled with that too, um, so it didn't really, um, it didn't mess me up to where I was like, "This is too off-putting to way to where it went from that into the real people again." Yeah, um, I thought it flowed really well, and I, I can't wait for more. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna ask you because I, I warned you ahead of time. Who did Neil Gaiman voice in the? Because I pointed out that David Tennant, I think John... John uh, oh, you could tell which one David Tennant was. That was obvious. Okay, but who was... Which I was Neil no Gaiman? I don't know what his voice sounds like. He was the crow. The one that... The skeleton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, gotcha. he always inserts himself somewhere normally in, cool. in his stuff. So I, I was waiting for it was going to be in this. And then when I heard, I was like, ah, perfect. No, I was like, I knew immediately which one David Tennant was. I was like, wait. Okay. Which they included, because I mentioned <laughs> I do, I, I'm do i doing the audio books for Audible. I mean, from Audible of the, the of course, they have, it will be three acts when it's done, but they're only at act two. Uh, they included a lot of people from that. In that, um, the, the Night of a Thousand Cats or whatever it's called, in, in that episode, they include a lot of those voice actors in there, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. So, swinging the pendulum back over to Eric. Eric, um, 
do you do you have a favorite character or who who do you want to see more of from this show? I mean, show. I'm 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 blanking on his name, but the guy who at the beginning was the I guess he's like a demon or something like that. Or, or he, he's from the dream world and he's got the southern accent. What's his oh, name? Corinthian. Yes, I'm very I I am very intrigued by that character and I hope we see more of him. Oh, I, you, you, I'm, I'm, I, I know that I probably do. And you all are like, oh, shit, you don't know what you're going to what you're about to see. But I, I was about to say, I'm very excited to, to, to get more to see what, what you think of him, because he is very involved. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by his character. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to know that I've got more in store. So I, I I'm, I'm excited for you to, to get more into this and to get your opinion on it and everything. Like, like I said, I'm going to see if you have the same opinion of us, because. Yes, while well, my favorite one of my favorite comic book moments is the the uh, No Hope in Hell, I I think the way they did on her wings is so well done, and I know Eric's probably gonna be like, "Ah, it's the worst episode," which <laughs> I don't uh, think I don't think so. I, I you know what? As long as you don't have the opinion that twenty four seven is your favorite episode, <laughs> like one of the critics I watched said, which I kind of raised an eyebrow with me, going, mm, "That's a that's a great look into your psyche." Um, <laughs> It no, is, it is cool though. It, it is a cool episode, yeah. but it's like, mm, why is it your favorite? I don't want to know the answer. That would be like saying your favorite episode was um, the American Gods, where the lady eats people with her. Oh, you, da, 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 da. that, but that's so. I, I'm just saying, it'd be the same concept to me. I, I tried to restrain myself last week with my with my gushing over how amazing Neil Gaiman is. But um, I guess I'm going to get back to that now because there are three books I have not read by him that I am about to endeavor on to read. You're going to say where you got one of them? Oh no no no! That's that's completely different thing. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll get to that side project in a second. <laughs> um, Fragile things, smoke and mirrors, and trigger warning, which I've never read because I never got what exactly they were. Apparently, they're just collections of his short stories. Okay. They're of course narrated by him on audible actually sponsored and it's a lot of pieces of like stories and stuff and it's cool because at the beginning of um them he like goes into where he wrote them why like one of them was written while he was sitting there at like a convention or something waiting for like him and somebody else were going to write a short story together like at the convention and he was waiting for him to finish doing his presentation so he wrote a quick short story and i'm like the mind that's did able he, to come up with that stuff. Did he have a muse? I I, I like okay. This, I'm not spoiling it, but I, I like the touch that a writer's writing about writers <laughs> in Sandman. I, I I like that touch. But no, yes. I mean he's got an amazing mind and everything, and I love everything he does because it's got this strange sense of like it's. Everything that he writes about, for the most part, seems to be in a world that's just an inch beyond ours. Like, it's just possible enough that it's like, could it exist? But, who knows? Also, I think the best description for Neil Gaiman works is, darkness, darkness, whimsy, darkness. Which I'm like, that 100% is it. Uh, the thing Ellie is referencing is, uh, since I am sitting here drumming my fingers, waiting for the third act of... Sandman to come out on Audible. I've decided to take up the the um the helm myself and start reading the actual comic. So I got the graphic novel. Um 
The Brief Lives, which is the seventh volume of it to actually read from the... Oh my god, that's a young Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Sorry, oh. that threw me for a loop. I turned around and I saw the back. I'm like, oh god, he's young. So, um, yeah, I'm going to read that so I can get, get, get ahead and have that comparison because, I, as I've said... Um, actually, fun thing, Eric. We we didn't peg you with this. What is your familiarity with with um? I guess one, the works of Neil Gaiman, or two, Sandman itself. Um, I have. I'm I'm familiar with Neil Gaiman. I know his works. I have. I listened to the audiobook of a Nancy Boys. That was really the first my first foray into him. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the like they released a collection at Barnes and Noble, which is American Gods and. Nancy Boys, and I started reading American Gods, and it was one of those things where, like, I was enjoying it. I just got sidetracked. I've seen Coraline. In terms of um, uh, Sandman specifically, it's been on my to-read list for a very long time. Um, Before the show even came out, I've had a lot of people be like, you would really enjoy this, and I'm still intrigued to actually read the comics, but I have not as of yeah, there was a there was actually a sale a while ago on Amazon where they had all the um like the entire series super cheap, but even like getting all the volumes, it was still like really expensive. And I had just bought the entirety of the boys, so I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'll get it later. I just I just didn't. So now that I'm finished with the boys, I'm keeping my eyes out for another sale on on the um the yeah yes that's the thing. I was like I was gonna say on American Gods, no, not American Gods, Sandman uh, on that whole complete. Uh, compendium series uh also i know la and me are too i think there was one time where it's like you get the whole thing for like 100 bucks 100 bucks which i'm like it's that's yes that's so expensive but at the same time for getting an entire series yeah that's the one you were telling me about yeah yeah which i'm like thinking i'm like how much did i pay for all the um invincible and i'm like i feel like that was close to 100 bucks for all that and that was three compendiums which Sandman, you can get compendi- the compendiums for that, whether it's three of them, or you can get the individual graphic novels, which I think there's 12. If I'm remembering correctly, it's 12 or 13. Um, but no, I mean, like, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for more of this. Um, I, I guess, Eric, do you have anything else? Uh, I'll, I'm excited to uh, watch more, so hopefully I get a chance soon, uh, and then we'll, I'll uh, give some full thoughts when I get to the end. Awesome. Uh, Ella, you still excited about what's to come? Of course. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, Justin, are you excited? I mean, sorry, Zinger, are you excited about this? Yes, I am. Thanks, self. Welcome, other self. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you, what, what, do you want me to do the Lucifer thing to where I refer to myself as us? Sure. I, I, I like that touch, by the way. That's a nice little touch of the us and stuff like that. So, um... So, to include this week's episode, Ellie. Yes. I'm not going to ask what you're going to be playing this week because I know what you're going to be doing this week. So, enjoy Disney again. Woo! Uh, Eric, what are you going to be playing and or watching <laughs> this week? I am going, gosh, I'm playing, playing a lot of games right now, actually. I'm still playing Fall Guys. Uh, Nintendo just released a game called Kirby's Dream Buffet, which is basically Fall Guys meets... Kirby, hmm. which is pretty fun. Um, I'm and then I'm bouncing between two somewhat similar games. Uh, a game called Cozy Grove, which is a sort of life sim resource management game where you're stranded on this island with a bunch of ghost bears. 
Uh, and then one game that I know you and I talked about the other night, yes. and there's, it's been very popular recently, and that is Cult of the Lamb, which is part roguelike, part base management, and you are a little sata- uh, satanically, demonically possessed lamb going around slaughtering uh, monsters to uh, get resources and, and raise a cult who will worship you and then occasionally marry them or sacrifice them or eat them. So it's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. Also, I'm, g- I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor real quick for this. Um, w- would you like to tell the tale of your, I, I guess, cult member Zinger? Uh, yes, uh, my my second cult member. So every time you rescue an animal, you can bring them into your cult, and you can customize their looks. You can customize their species, even uh, differentiating them from what they were when you rescued them. And then you can give them a name. They, they all have like generic names already, but you can give them a name. So I found a little deer character and I named him Zinger. Uh, Zinger was trying to cause an uprising in my cult. So we sacrificed him and his meat was turned into meals for my starving (laughs) other villagers who got in line and actually worshiped me like they were supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I, I cannot wait till I get to create a character in some game, and I will name it Berg and not will, try I will, to I will abuse be, it. <laughs> I will be disappointed if you do not kill me and eat my eat my carcass. I, I was about to say, I, I don't know what game it's going to happen in, but I will keep that in mind. <laughs> for for it, 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 will, it will be placed somewhere for later usage. Um, don't worry. It's not just you. I have had to sacrifice many a people. Sometimes it's because they're dissenters. <laughs> Sometimes it's just food. Food resources are scarce. My, my villagers, my followers, not my villagers. I'm thinking Animal Crossing terms. My followers, my devoted followers, they're hungry. They need something to eat. So whoever is the least followy among them, just got to be sacrificed. You know what? You just gave me a great idea for a game. It's basically <laughs> Animal Crossing, but once you get like a certain, like you have to get like almost like a year into it then it turns into you have to sacrifice and do all this stuff. So what, yeah. So it's one of those things to where it's not like you, you, you know, it's coming. It's something that comes way later and you're like, well, right. So <laughs> this escalated very quickly. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it would be perfect. Cause you're like, I connected with all these characters. Oh no. Now I must like do, do stuff to them to make sure that the rest of them can survive the needs of the many right. or the needs of the few. So on that note, um, I myself, I have to get caught up on the boys for a possible boys episode because Ellie won't, Ellie won't be here. So it'll be the boys <laughs> left to talk about the boys. So so I might need to get caught up on the third season of that so we can discuss that. And Eric can enthrall us with his knowledge now of the complete boys series in mm. um, graphic novel form. So there's that. Um yeah, basically that, and as much as it disgusts me, playing Dragon Ball Z Fortnite right now because uh, apparently a Kamehameha is just, just, it's too fun to just to be able to just jump in the air as Darth Vader or any number of other characters and blast one of those through everybody. And they're using the Japanese voice actors, so it's that high pitched um, Kamehameha, which is funny because um, uh, Shiny Liara was running around the other day yelling that. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, Eric, where can people find more from you? You can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. You can, of course, find Zignus wherever you find great podcasts. And join us next week for another Nerdy Boys topic. Oh, no. Where's the stop button?
ruined the show.